G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We need to take one day off out of seven and rest and recharge. But we say, well, I don't have time. I can't do it. We make time for those things that are important to us. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out this is important. If you will honor the Lord and say, I'm taking this day, Sunday's the Lord's day. I'm going to worship with my family. We're going to spend time together. I'm going to disconnect from all the things that distract me. I'm telling you, whatever you're doing, God will bless you for that. He will bless you. God's blueprint for life, our lives will go better. You can be sure of that. If we ignore God's blueprint, our lives will face more challenges and heartache. But sometimes we think we're the exception or this situation is the exception. The sweet aroma of certain decisions can lead to the stench of bad destinations. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us consider more of the timeless wisdom that we find in the Ten Commandments. Let's grab our Bibles and turn to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. And the title of my message is, What's the Big Deal with God's Name? (laughs) Names matter. And God cares about His name a lot. So I want to look at now the third commandment. You shall not take the Lord's name in vain. I think this is one of the most misunderstood of the commandments. And it's probably one of the most easily broken commandments because it's so misunderstood. Exodus 20 verse seven says, you shall not take the name of the Lord in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. But how do we do this? One way we do this is by using God's name for personal gain. You know, there's a lot of great resources out there for Christians. I'm very appreciative of wonderful Christian books and uh, great Christian music. But then people will have Christian versions of things. I actually saw a company some years ago, they had Christian tires. Do I need Christian tires? (laughs) What were they called, God year instead of good year? I don't remember, but. And then I I saw this one person selling Christian breath mints. Now look, some Christians do need breath mints, okay? So that's, I'm okay with the idea of a breath mint, but do I need a Christian breath mint? Each one was in the shape of a fish. Oh, I don't want to use those secular certs breath mints. I want the godly fish-shaped breath mints. (laughs) To me, that's a form of using the Lord to sell something, and I don't really like it. Okay, here's another way. You can take the Lord's name in vain is when you claim to speak for God when you aren't speaking for God. Now look, I, 
I take what I do very seriously and I know when I stand up here that I do speak for God. Not exclusively. Uh, because there are things I say that are just my thoughts and opinions. And honestly my, <laughs> my thoughts or opinions aren't any more important than anybody else's. But when I open the Word of God I can say this is what the Bible says. And so even the Apostle Paul when he stood before the believers in Berea it says they searched the Scripture to see if these things were so. I love that. They were checking out the Apostle Paul. Well, I know you're the Apostle Paul but I'm gonna still see if that's biblical. That's right. Every Christian should do that. Never take my word for it. Never take anybody's word at face value. Check it to the Scripture. Does it line up with the Bible? But there are certain things that I can say on the authority of God's Word that are significant. For instance, I can tell someone their sin is forgiven. I don't have the power to forgive sin. I can't absolve you from sin like a priest claims to be able to do. No man, no woman can do that. But I can say to you, if you meet God's criteria to be forgiven, you're forgiven. First John 1, 9 says, if we'll confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if I led you in a prayer, to accept Christ, if you ask the Lord to forgive you, I can tell you on the authority of Scripture, your sin is forgiven and you're going to heaven. Now that's not something I do. And you can do this too. And here's what Jesus said. He, he said that we can say to people these things with authority. He said in John chapter 20, if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they're not forgiven. Again, I don't have the authority to do it on my own, but I'm speaking for God in that they've met God's criteria. Okay, that's fine. But then there are people that claim to speak for God. The Lord told me this. The Lord told me this and He told me to tell you that. God just told me to say this to you. Now careful with that. Because the Bible warns against those who say the Lord has spoken when the Lord has not spoken. I had a girl come up to me years ago and say, uh, Greg, the Lord told me I'm supposed to marry you. <laughs> I said, well, let's go talk to my wife about that. I don't know if she'll agree. So obviously that girl was misdirected. Sometimes it's preachers telling us this is the message of the Lord. This is the prophecy I'm giving to you from God. Okay, hold on. Let's really tested according to Scripture and let's see if what they predicted is true because if what they say will happen does not happen then I think they're called in the Bible a false prophet. But there are people that say I'm speaking for God or they'll say God speaks to me every day. Just audible voice every day. You know I've been a Christian 50 years now. And I would like to tell you every morning I get up and I shave and God speaks audibly to me. Hello, Greg, good morning. This is your mission. Should you decide to take it? All of a sudden the Mission Impossible theme is playing. Where did that come from? <laughs> There's gonna be a guy named Joe at the gas station at 11.43 today. Go tell Joe about Jesus. Okay. Then <laughs> it self-destructs. Bible burns up. No, we don't want that. 
here's the reality of how God directs me in general. I get up in the morning and I read the Bible and I pray and I ask for wisdom and then I walk in faith and I seek to apply the truths I've found in the scripture and I've found myself smack dab in the middle of the will of God. Right? It's not all mystical and audible voices and it is to some. But I'm telling you, this is more what you're going to experience as a Christian. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. So don't take the Lord's name in vain. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today, Pastor Greg is discussing the many ways that we may dishonor the third commandment, not to take the name of the Lord in vain. Let's continue. Another way we do it, and this will be the last illustration of taking his name in vain, is when we use God's name in a way that is insincere or phony. When we use his name in a way that's insincere or phony. You may be singing at the top of your lungs, but your heart and your mind is not engaged. You're singing, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, you know, and, and you're looking at some person going, I can't believe she's wearing that at church. Seriously? Really? <laughs> wow, that person over there, they're so a pitch. In fact, I don't like them at all. You're not thinking about what you're saying, so you're drawing near to Him with your lips, but your heart can be far from Him. And we don't want that to happen to us. But let me say that even for people that are profane and use bad language, the hypocrisy of the church is far worse than the profanity in the street. So you see somebody over there, listen, they're using foul words and they took the Lord's name in vain. They're so evil. But if you're in church and you're saying all these things to the Lord, how much you love Him, and you're going out and contradicting it in the way that you live, what you're doing is worse than that person over there. And the reason it's worse is because they don't know any better, but you do. Don't take the Lord's name in vain because God will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And now commandment number four and this completes the first tablet. There's two tablets of the Ten Commandments. Tablet number one, four commandments that have to do with our relationship with God. Tablet number two, six commandments that have to do with our relationships with other people. Here's commandment number four. Exodus 20, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. Now drop down to verse 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that's in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. We'll stop there. This is probably one of the most misunderstood of all of the commandments. Basically it's saying, we need to take one day off out of seven and rest and recharge. But let's not miss the other point. It's also saying we should work. Because what does it say? On the seventh day we should do no work, which implies on the other six days we should work. This comes as a revelation to some people. They think the government should take care of them that their family should underwrite them, that they can freeload and be lazy. And the Bible actually says, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. So there's a place for personal responsibility as a follower of Jesus Christ. But yes, there should be a day where we dis 
connect. Because some people go to the other extreme. Some don't work when they could or should. And others work too much. They're workaholics. And they say it's all for their family, but they don't seem to have any time for their family. And they say they, you know, they do it because they have to, but sometimes they overwork themselves and they don't understand that God has set a principle into place that He wants us to honor. And that principle is take a day to disconnect. Take a day to get refreshed. Take a day to be recharged. And for us as Christians, for many of us, it's Sunday because the first day of the week when the early church met, we meet as well. But we say, well, I don't have time. I can't do it. But here's what I'm suggesting to you. If you will honor the Lord and say, I'm taking this day, Sunday's the Lord's day. I'm gonna worship with my family. We're gonna spend time together. I'm gonna disconnect from all the things that distract me. I'm telling you, whatever you're doing, God will bless you for that. He will bless you. But the trend among some is attending church less often. Well, we don't go as much as we used to. There's just so, we're so busy, busy, busy. Don't you want to take time for the Lord, for His people, for His Word? I think that's a really good thing to do. Here's another thing a lot of us neglect. We don't remember to give to the Lord. The Lord promises, if you will honor me with the first fruits of your increase and bring the tithe to me, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake and open up the windows of heaven and pour a blessing on you so great you won't be able to contain it. Here, listen to this. Chick-fil-A's have built an entire business model on being closed on Sunday. Who does that? To be honest, I wanted to eat Chick-fil-A on Sundays and I'm not so happy. Because I've gone there on Sundays and said, oh yeah, right, closed on Sunday. (laughs) But they're America's number one fast food restaurant. So that says something. (laughs) Honor the Lord. Do what His Word says. These are not rules, as I said earlier, that are like the bars of a cage to keep us in. They're like barriers of protection to keep harm out. They're given to us for our own good, but we all break them. You know, as I teach them the Ten Commandments, I think, oh, I fell short there, I fell short in this other one. We've all broken these commandments. And when we get to the final six, they're very clear. You shall not steal, you shall not lie, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not covet what belongs to another, who of us have not done that. And if you break one commandment, the Bible says, you're guilty of all of them. The commandments were not given to make me righteous, they were given to show me I'm not righteous. The commandments were given to show me I need Jesus. Because He's the only one who ever lived by all of the 10 commandments, because we have broken those commandments a, a while ago. I was driving and I ran a red light. I went through an intersection. It wasn't intentional. I wasn't paying attention, but I ran that red light. I knew, oh no, I ran the red light. And right as I was coming through it, another red light appeared (laughs) with a siren. (laughs) I ran a red light with a cop behind me. He pulled me over. I thought, I'd blown it. So I got out my driver's license, my registration. I rolled down my window. The officer came up. I said, officer, I am sorry. I was wrong. I wasn't paying attention. And uh, it's my fault. The cop, I think he was a little stunned. Like, (laughs) he looked at me for a minute and said, okay, well, hmm. You know what? I'm not gonna give you a ticket today. I said, really, officer, why? He said, 
because nobody ever tells the truth about these things. <laughs> and so, so keep this in mind. Don't run red lights, but if you do, tell them the truth. <laughs> I was given a second chance, so to speak, because I admitted it. I didn't blame it on somebody else. I didn't say it wasn't my fault or the sun was in my eyes. I just said, I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. I apologize. And that's how we get right with God. Instead of blaming people. Well, it's not my fault. It's the way I was raised. It was my parents. It's, it's my children. It's the cat. It's always the cat, you know. <laughs> the cat made me do it somehow. You blame all these things and you just need to say, Lord, I'm a sinner and I've broken your commandments and I'm responsible for what I did and it was wrong and I'm sorry and I ask you to forgive me. And God will. God will. So there may be somebody here today who has thought, wow, you know what, this uh, hit home <laughs> and I've done these things. I I've broken this commandment. I have taken the Lord's name in vain. Um, I've, I've lied. I've stolen. Uh, I've committed adultery. I've done so many of these things. Well, you need to be forgiven. And that's why Jesus died for you on the cross and shed his blood for you. He took the penalty of the Ten Commandments upon himself and faced the full wrath of God so you don't have to. And if you'll turn from your sin and believe in Jesus, you can walk out of here a forgiven person. Is there somebody listening to me that needs forgiveness? If so, I'm going to extend an opportunity for you as we close in prayer to ask God to forgive you of whatever sin it is you need forgiven. Let's all bow our heads. And Father, I pray for every person that is here. If they don't know Jesus yet, if they haven't been forgiven of their sin, help them to come to you and believe in you and have Christ come and live inside of them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important closing prayer. And if you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg will help you do that right now. The Bible says whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So, I want to lead you in a prayer where you will be doing just that, calling on the name of the Lord. So listen, if you want your sin forgiven, if you want to know that when you die, you will go to heaven, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life and take away your guilt and your shame, then just stop what you're doing and pray this prayer with me right now. Pray this after me if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I have broken your commandments. I have fallen short of your standards. But 2,000 years ago, you died on that cross for me. Then you rose again from the dead. So Jesus, come into my life and be my Savior and my Lord and my God and my friend. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
Amen. And if you've just prayed along with Pastor Greg and you've meant those words sincerely, God has heard you and forgiven you of your sin. And we want to send you some materials to help you as you begin your new life as a follower of Christ. It's a collection of resources called the New Believers Growth Packet. We'll send it without charge if you've made a first-time commitment to the Lord today. Just ask for it when you call us at 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, we'll see what the Ten Commandments teach us about family life, even here in the 21st century. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called, What's the Big Deal with God's Name? If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.